Welcome to Ghoul's Questions podcast from Corvin Networks, created for global corporate venturing. For more information, please visit www.corvin.com. Hi, today I'm being joined on Ghoul's Question Time by Marcel Loban, who is Managing Director of DSM Venturing and Licensing. Hi Marcel, thanks for joining us. Hello Andrew. Good. Marcel, would you mind kicking off please by giving us a, a brief description of uh, DSM and the venturing uh, process that you've got and how long it's been going please? Okay, absolutely. Uh, DSM is a uh, global life sciences and material sciences uh, company um, with a revenue of uh, roughly about uh, 8 billion uh, euro. Um, has changed its portfolio considerably over the last uh, 10 to 20 years has developed from a uh, bill chemical company to a real life sciences and material sciences company with also a keen interest on the uh, crossroads of life sciences and material sciences. DSM Venturing is a um, subsidiary of uh, DSM and um, exists for 10 years uh, this year. And uh, the reason why um, uh, DSM Venturing was established is uh, to really um, enable access to new technologies, uh, new business models, new market channels. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so that's why we, uh, why we started DSM Venturing. Okay. And, and that very much aligns with the DSM sort of strategy for transforming the business as, as it has over the last number of years as we've known. Yeah, absolutely. Because, because the, uh, the way we do venturing is very much in conjunction with the, with the business. Um, we um, we need a strategic return and obviously a financial return, but the strategic return is um, most uh, most important. So we really seek commitment from our businesses when we invest in a startup to also solidify collaborations with that startup. It can be a technical collaboration like a joint development agreement, or it could be a uh, commercial collaboration like a co-marketing agreement of of, of some kind. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Now, at a recent uh, Corporate Venture Senior Executive Forum that, that, that we ran, you very kindly got and, uh, gave us great insight into what some of the things you were seeing happening in the marketplace and within DSM at the moment. Would you mind giving us your insights on how you see the current VC and venture market and how you know, that's going to change some of the corporate VCs in the proposition for the market? Oh, absolutely. I think, I think um, quite something is happening. Um, what you see is that um, there are still being venture capital investments um, are, are still being done uh, from the existing funds. Investments are being made in, in startups. Uh, that's still at a uh, relatively healthy level. But where the problem starts is in raising new funds. You see venture capitalists struggling with raising money for new funds. Mm-hmm. And obviously um, that is a um, time bomb in the making, you could say. Because at some point, um, the old funds will be completely invested out, if you will, and the new funds will be much lower in terms of monetary value, so there will be less money available to fund startups. Um, You see people uh, moving away from venture capital, um, more to the private equity side of things, Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it seriously endangers, I think, the system that we've come to know, 
And um, if we want to stimulate the uh, growth of startups, uh, it might very well be that um, uh, strategic uh, investors like corporate venture capital funds need to step up uh, or also uh, need to find themselves more often in situations where there are syndicate partners as opposed to a situation where one strategic teams up with two or three financial VCs. And you'll find more um, occasions, I think, um, in order to enable financing of a, of, a, of a round for a startup, that corporate VCs might have to join in on the syndicate. And, uh, and obviously, that has its own challenges. It's going to be more difficult if you have corporate investors from the same spot in the value chain. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. it's different, if it's different parts of the value chain, it might be easier. Yeah, yeah. And, and do you see that the corporates are going to be able to add to the uh, offering as well as cash in that within, the, within these spaces to, to help to, to sustain these startups, particularly in these areas which require much more capital than the, the VC areas which was in just in IT apps and things of that sort? Yeah, I think, I think corporates can probably do something. And, and, and uh, I mean, um, uh, you've seen that uh, a lot of corporates are very committed to stay in this um, in this industry and, uh, and and be a long-term investor, but I don't think that they will compensate for the real decline that we see in in VC in general. So, what the answer to that is, I also don't know. I think we're all moving more towards later stage uh, opportunities, but uh, that doesn't solve the problem because the earlier stage opportunities are still there, and that's where it starts. So, how we do that? is to be seen. Um, I think there's no shortage of money. Uh, The question is whether venture capital funds will be the vehicle of the future to channel that money into startups. Good. So so that's that's sort of the external perspective, right? You're looking at the the area for startups and and ventures and technologies. How are you seeing the role of the corporate venture capital groups changing within corporates and DSM particularly? Yeah, I think I think um, uh, corporate uh, ventures have traditionally focused on the more mature venture capital markets like North America and Europe. Um, but you see, let's say in strategies of all bigger corporations, that uh, obviously Asia, China, uh, India, but also South America, uh, Brazil, for example, or Russia. Um, that uh, these um, high-growth economies become um, much more important for the future of any company. And I think uh, we as uh, corporate uh, venture uh, uh, departments within these companies need to get our hands around that, and we need to, and we need to uh, find out how we are going to be able to add value to that growth in the high-growth economies. And what we've seen, or our first impressions are, that uh, the game is going to be played differently, for example, in China, than it will be played in North America or in Europe. You see in China much more later stage investments than in uh, Europe and in North America. So it's going to be a different game, more co-commercialization probably than co-development. Yes, yeah, yeah, I would certainly reiterate that from work we've done with the likes of Unilever and other corporates and that in, in China particularly. Yeah. The market we're seeing at the moment is for what you term their co-commercialization or for high growth, high growth companies which aren't necessarily technology leading edge or coming out of the institutes yet. Um, but I would say that's a, a wave which is going to be coming um, within a short few years because some of the technologies and the market opportunities now for developments of these 
technologies in health and in biofuels and biomaterials and um, some technologies and that there will be, will be another wave that will come out as a as a second area, but there are so many high growth opportunities at the moment. There's uh, the VCs in the marketplaces needing to do those earlier stage co-development, as, as you sort of describe in, in the more established markets. Absolutely, Andrew. Yeah. I, I, I fully agree to that, yeah. yeah. So, so looking within, um, can you give us an example within, within DSM Ventures then of, um, of a deal that you've done which would illustrate some of the process that you go through and where you find some of your technologies? Yeah, I think um, one of the um, exciting examples is a, a UK company called uh, Provexis. Uh, Provexis is a company that developed a ingredient from ripe tomatoes. They isolated it from ripe tomatoes, and it's an ingredient called fruit flow, mm-hmm. and it is um, used against platelet aggregations or cardiovascular indication. And what we did there is um, DSM Venturing invested in that company, but one of the DSM businesses, uh, DSM Nutritional Products, signed a co-commercialization agreement with Provexis. So by teaming up, uh, Provexis had access to a larger sales force of DSM to scale up commercially their product. And by a, um, a profit-sharing agreement, uh, both companies could benefit. Provexis had a much larger access to the market, and DSM had an interesting new product to sell. And at the same time, since it was good for both companies, also the value of our investment increased. So it was a win-win-win, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that was an example of a co-commercialization uh, agreement. And recently, um, DSM has agreed with uh, Provexis that um, Provexis will further develop one of the um, ingredients originally invented by DSM for regulating blood glucose levels. <laughs> so next to this co-commercialization deal, we'll also see a co-development deal uh, coming now. So that's truly an exciting uh, collaboration. Yeah, yeah I think an excellent example of that, uh, of that collaboration and investment and that within, a, within a business and that there, there as well. Yeah. Great. So, Marcel, thank you very much for your insights on that across the, the business sort of side. You must be pretty busy with all the, those activities and considering the wider issues. What, what does it you do to relax? You're not building well, any ventures. Yeah, well, I'm a, uh, I'm a fanatic runner. Um, I've done my uh, first marathon uh, two years ago, but uh, right. it's not that I do that every week. I mean, uh, I've not done one since, but I do run about 40, 50 kilometers a week, and I really enjoy that. Um, so that's a big uh, hobby of mine, and uh, I also like to, um, with my daughter and my wife, um, go on holidays. The last two years we've been in... Uh, in, in Costa Rica, uh, various spots in the U.S., but also to uh, Malaysia last year, which was also truly exciting. So we enjoy doing that with the, with the three of us. So good exploring. Yeah, good. absolutely. Yeah, Marcel, thank you very much for your uh, for your time and your your insights. Really appreciate it. Okay, no problem, Andrew.